And welcome to another episode of the TNT Podcast. As always, it's Tyler Layfield, and I'm always with uh, my co-host here, Torres Finney. How's it going, Torres? We're going on, Tyler. What's up, baby? Let's get it, man. We got Let's the UFC it. fight card, 252, and we got our boy Blake with us. <laughs> Blake, friend of the What's show. What's going on, Good guys? What's show, going Blake. on? Excited yeah. to be on. Appreciate you guys having me. Oh, yeah. We're good. To, it's always a pleasure to have you on on the UFC podcast because uh, you bring a lot of knowledge to it. That's for sure. Appreciate yeah. it. So uh, to, to begin today, so I know on the, one of our last podcasts that we had you on, we were talking about um, the Mike Tyson fight coming up, and we recently had some news drop. Isn't that right, Torres, about that? Yeah, that's right. You're right about that, Tyler. Um, well, we saw that Mike Tyson and uh, uh, Roy Jones Jr., they postponed their fights on November 28th. Um, I heard that they were trying to postpone it to have actually like a, a little crowd. I mean, this is going to be a spectacle event. It's mm-hmm. going to be a part of the Mike Tyson legendary fighters uh, league that he has now. And, I mean, he wants this to be big. So, you know, it's gonna, obviously it's going to be pay-per-view. They're trying to get it in a part where, you know, people can social distance but still come and watch. Um, it's going to be interesting. Plus, hey, he gives more time for Nate Robinson and Jake Paul to – you know, yeah, prep, get ready. So, you know, ain't gonna lie. I don't, now, yes, I'm looking forward to Mike Tyson, but out of all the fights, the fight, I'm, the overall fight I'm looking forward to the most is, yes, Jake Paul and Nate Robinson. I, oh, I my just God. What, I want to see what the heck this is going to be. Yeah. <laughs> have, have we heard any news on that fight? I know uh, Jake Paul's house got raided by the FBI, like, last week. I hope that doesn't oh, uh, that that fight you never know. Yeah, that yeah, that is true. I didn't even think about that. It's One of the true. Paul guys was talking about somebody wrestling him. I saw Torres that you <laughs> you went commented yes. something on it. Logan Paul said he will pay somebody ten thousand dollars to anybody, an influencer, that can beat him in a wrestling match. Well, I can tell you this. If me and Logan Paul wrestled, I'm I'm about I am a hundred percent sure that I will beat him in a wrestling match. He gets that's not he gets Torres, Torres is coming for the ten K. You heard I it. am. Like, you heard it, Paul. I, I would have no problem with him. I've wrestled better than him. I've seen his wrestling. Oh, my no gosh. No well, chance. there we go. You heard it here. Yeah, breaking news. <laughs> well, let's hey, see. the Tyson and Jones car. Me and Paul. Ooh, yeah, they got that. that I, hey, I would definitely tune in then. I would definitely <laughs> tune in then. That's for sure. That. That's a that's a great idea to have, to have um, like, one card with MMA, wrestling, boxing. boxing. Yeah. That's an interesting idea. That is. That would be good. For real. I didn't think about that. So, let's see. So, what brings us here today, we got some big stuff coming this weekend, right, fellas? We got UFC 252. We got Cormier Miocic, the main event, the third fight, right? The third and final fight to really – who's going to claim it all? But we got to build up to that first. So, we've always – we're going to go ahead. We're going to make our picks for uh, these – the main card here. And we had some switching up here, so uh, there was previously going to be another fight, but Herbert Burns and Daniel Pineda have stepped up. Uh, their fight has been moved into the main card. Thank you, Blake, for uh, letting me know about it. Appreciate it. But, sure. uh, but yeah, we got these two. So 
who wants to start us off here, though, uh, just regarding Herbert Burns and Daniel Pineda's fight here? Uh, uh, Blake, you want to kick it off? Yeah, I'm Let's good. I'll, I'll take it. Uh, so when I saw this about two hours ago, the news just broke. I was obviously bummed that we were going to have a fight taken off the court. But mm-hmm. uh, I initially, you know, when you looking over the court, I thought that this one was one that kind of deserved to be on the main card, especially with Herbert Burns, you know, being on it, the brother of hopefully maybe soon title challenger Gilbert. Um, Cause Herbert has been putting on some shows just like his brother. Um, yes, his last two fights have been both first round finishes. Um, his last four fights have been first round finishes. Oh. And one before that was a, uh, a second round finish. Um, so this one versus Daniel Pineda, I really think that Herbert is going to continue his momentum. He, mm-hmm. uh, he was, he's two fights ago. Um, he was fighting Nate Landwehr. Um, and everyone was super high on this, this Nate train. It was one of his I first remember that. fights, yeah. you know, and, and Nate was talking this super big game. He's going to put him away, all this stuff. And, and he comes out, uh, Burns does. And, you know, he's known as the submission guy and, and, Knocks him out with knees. Uh, so he's Sheesh. super, super well-rounded, super violent dude. Uh, he comes at you. As you can tell, I mean, he has all these these first-round finishes. So for this one, I'm definitely thinking Burns is going to get it done. Mm-hmm. And it, it'll be interesting because I don't – we – you know, other than the Diaz brothers, it, it's hard to find not only two brothers that are, you know, in the UFC at the same time, but that are both, you know, top talents, great prospects – um, so, so I look to see Burns continue, uh, continue to build that momentum. For sure. Torres? I agree with you, Blake. Um, I'm taking Herbert Burns in this one as well. Um, mm. I was, like you said, look at his past four fights. The man has dominated, um, heck, actually his past five fights, and he dominated all of them, actually. You know, won four in the first round, as Blake already said. I look at Daniel Panetti. I mean, um, Panetti, whatever you hire him. Panetti. <laughs> Pineda. <laughs> I'm calling Daniel. But his last two fights, um, I saw he fought uh, no contest. He was fighting in the actual the professional fighters league, which is actually a really good league um, overall. I, I, I really enjoy the way they do it like a season, uh, professional fighting season. I like that. But mm-hmm. both his fight came to no contest. Um, uh, before that, he won four in a row. Um, he's been on the lower in the lower scenes of fighting right now. He was on Fury. He fought on Bellator. You know, he had a look a decent run. He fought in the UFC early on. Like this is, he is a um, he's been in this game for a long time. So it'll be a big time thing to be able to see what Herbert Burns can do. Mm-hmm. Um, I, re- I really respect Daniel, but I'm I'm taking Herbert Burns in this one. I'm taking I'm taking a third round. Third round. Third round. Okay. Third round. Did you want to pick a pick around here since uh towards those that in there? Yeah. So yeah, I definitely will. I'm I'm looking at a picture right now of Herbert Burns, and this dude is shredded. Uh huh. This dude is shredded, and I'm looking at these past finishes. I'm going first round. Oh. Oh. Yeah. 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 He keeps the streak alive. Yeah. Yeah, He's gonna keep that extended to five. Um, I think he'll 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 pull off a submission. Wow. All right. So uh, my pick here, I, I think I'm, I'm, we're going to round it out here. I'm going to go Burns as well. Um, I like what he brings. I, I've seen him fight ever since I've been, you know, watching. I started watching here in quarantine and uh, and I've already seen him, what, I want to say twice already. So because he's been trying to – he's been very active uh, for the most part. So 
Uh, yes. Good seeing him. Like you said, really known as like a submission guy, but he caught us off guard with the knees there. But, uh, but yeah, I like his chances here. He's going against somebody that's more experienced, but I uh, really think that he has that momentum. Um, he's on a hot streak right now, and he also has that measurables advantage that I always like to, to mention. So, uh, yeah, definitely going to go Burns here. So let's see. So next fight, we've got uh, Dodson versus Vashili. And yes, Torres, I, I had to make I sure I got that is. right. Torres, who you got, though, in this? Well, I can barely say the brother's name, but um, Mayrab, uh, Davashili. I there mean, he's a, Close he's, enough. Uh, I, I did pretty well. At least yeah. the next few guys. I mean, look, he won his last four fights. I mean, he's an upcomer guy. Um, I mean, he's looking good starting off. He was in the ring of combat I've seen, and he wins a lot of his fights by decision. You know, mm-hmm. I don't I mean, he, he's, he's a guy that can go the distance. Um, but John Dotson, I mean, a lot of us all about knows about him. I mean, he's a, he's a beast, a magician. I mean, he's beaten some tough guys. He beat T.J. Dillashaw. I mean, he's fought – went all – well, he went 10 rounds with uh, Mighty Mouse. You know, oh. he, he fought some real tough guys. Went to this, a split decision, actually, against Marlon Morris. And beat Pedro Moonhead, uh, Moonhose. So you don't beat some tough guy with the um, decision with Peter Young. So this wow. guy has fought some really tough fighters uh, throughout his career, and I'm going to take him in this one. I'm taking him. I'm taking him in this one. It might end in the decision once again, but mm-hmm. I'll take John Dawson in this fight. Nice. All right, Blake. Yeah. Um, so Marab, he has had you know four wins in a row uh, in the UFC, and and. He does have a loss to Ricky Simone inside the UFC, but I don't know if either of you guys have seen that fight. Um, the ref ends the fight. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Marab is, is in a guillotine. The ref ends the fight, and post-fight, they decide that Marab was unconscious because after they've stopped the fight and all this, mm. Marab would have won by decision. Um, so that, that loss, I really – you know, it's on his record, but I don't really count that. So I really look at him as, as having five wins in a row. Um, but with that being said, like Torres was saying, you know, he has a lot of decisions. And Dodson's not the guy that you want to you wanna go the full distance with. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, lightning fast hands. Dude has, has just taken on the best of the best. Munoz, Sion, Wood, Rivera. I mean, you, the list goes on and on. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so for that reason, I really see the boxing of, of – of um, John Dodson being the difference maker um, and with Marab's, you know, past history of, of not ending fights, you, you can't let a guy like John Dodson hang around because he's going to do bad stuff to you, mm-hmm. you know, over 15 minutes. He's going to find his opportunity. Um, yeah. So I just, I just see that being the difference. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I've, I got, a little mixture of both of you guys here. So I, I was looking at both fighters, and uh, you guys got to, you know, spot on. The um, the people that Dotson has fought, you know, very high names, very big names in the UFC world. Uh, but I do think it will go the distance. I think you guys are both – I have it already written down here. I do think Vashili will be more aggressive, um, and I think it is going to end up going the distance. But what I think is going to be the difference here, and this could be me, you know, I'm just going a little wild here, but I think the difference will end up being takedowns. And I think that uh, he will get those, and that'll score him some more points with the judges if this does go the distance. And uh, ultimately, I think that's what's going to uh, give me this pick here. I'm going to go with Bashili 
Um, All right. Yeah, and like I said, I, I don't I don't expect this to be ended soon. You know, if it does, and it, it you know, I don't know. It's, it could be crazy, but uh, but yeah, I think this goes the full the full way every round, and uh, we'll have to see how it goes. But yeah, should be should be a decent fight. Uh, what are we gonna say? I'm sorry. Go ahead. You got it. No, I'm saying that's that's definitely a possibility. I know uh, Vasily trains in New York with um, Ray Longo and uh, Matt Sierra. <laughs> Jiu-jitsu ground game. He looks like he goes for takedowns a lot. So from what yeah, I, I mean, saw, I mean that's there's some crazy dudes that train out of up there. Um, what's his name? Aljamain Sterling, I believe, trains up there. Some of these mm. guys that train there are super well versed on the ground. So that'll that'll definitely be something to watch. Yes, yes. So um, these three fights are the three I'm I'm pretty excited for the most. Uh, I think that I don't know if you guys are feeling the same way, but I, I, yes, I, I've seen these guys. So uh, the, we're we're down to our top three here, but we got and I, this name, you know, even though I haven't always been watching UFC, I've always heard this name, Junior Dos Santos. I feel like I always heard Jordan talking about this guy uh, growing up in high school and everything. And then here recently, uh, Josinho Rosenstrike. I've heard about him a good bit. I mean, when I think about him, I think of um, kind of the Francis Ngannou kind of mold, if you will. I mean, you guys can feel free to kind of, I mean, of course you can't beat him, but you know, like he's kind of in that same mold, I feel like, but yes, feel free to correct me. Uh, but yeah, we got those two here. Blake, who do you got? Um, so this one's interesting. I'm, uh, I'll, I'll spoil my pick right away. I'm going to go with Junior Dos Santos uh, unequivocally. This will be my lock of the night. Oh! Okay. And here, here's why. So, Dos Santos has some of the best boxing this division has ever seen. I mean, he's super crisp with his hands. Um, and when you look at the guys that he has lost to, uh, it's Curtis Blades, his most recently. And in my opinion, Curtis Blades will eventually be the heavyweight champion of the world. Um, I think that's just, to me, it's just a matter of time. Uh, he did lose to Francis Ngannou, and then you got Stipe, Overeem, Cain Velasquez. I mean, these guys are just top, top of the line. Um, and when I look at Jorginho, I feel like the UFC is kind of just, and maybe it's due to the lack of, of depth in the heavyweight mm -hmm. division, I feel like they're just fast-tracking him a little bit too quickly. He might be right. Because he definitely has this great potential. He went from fighting a guy like Alan Crowder to uh, to Ngannou in three fights. Mm. Um, he beat he beat Overeem. He was losing, in my opinion, 14 minutes and 57 seconds of that fight, and then knocked Overeem out uh, as time expired, essentially. Mm -hmm. um, and then so, you, we saw. I, what I have a quick question. Into. I have a quick question. So, you think Rosenstrike has been like? you know, given some really bad opponents early on. No, no, no. I think, I think that he is, he has fought to the level of he jumped. Yeah. He, he, he was fighting guys that were around his level. Mm. He, he jumped a huge, huge leap to Alistair Overeem was getting in my decision. He would have lost unanimous decision, but he, he got a knockout at the end. And then he's given Francis Ngannou in his, in his what? 10th fight, 11th fight. Man, when you knock out a guy like Alistair Overeem, just like that. That's true. That's true. But I just yeah. feel like they definitely could have built him up more, slowed his pace. I just don't think – I think he's a great fighter, and I think he's going to 
be a contender in the heavyweight division for a long time. Mm-hmm. But I think there's just not yet. Yeah, not I just yet. don't think I don't think he's technical enough yet, especially when you're fighting somebody like JDS, who's such a good boxer and has has so much experience. Um, but we'll see. I mean, he could knock JDS out at any moment in the fight, and that's yeah. that's why we watch. There's that possibility for sure. Torres. Well, 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 well. I'm have to go against the grain on this one. I'm taking Rosenstrike, and the reason why I'm taking Rosenstrike, he has something to prove. And the reason why I say that is, I'm not gonna lie. Now, I did pick Nagano to beat Rosenstrike that fight. Yes, mm-hmm. but I think, in all honesty, Rosenstrike that that was a fluke knockout. Now, the hit, the punch. I mean. Yes, Naganu has power. But if you watch that 20-second fight, Naganu swung probably as wild. I mean, he swung like an amateur. He was just swinging for the fences because he knows his power. Mm-hmm. But, and I think Rosen Strike probably tried to play that and was like, uh, that's not going to touch me. Just he started out with a leg kick and boom, he was slept. And he, I mean, he really didn't expect that. He didn't expect those punches to even come close to him. Now, yes, Blake made a great point. Junior Dos Santos is a much better boxer than Francis Nagano. And, yes, Junior Dos Santos is going to touch him up here and there. But I think that shot that Rosen Strike has is yeah. going to touch Junior Dos Santos at least once. If not, if it don't put him down that one time, he surely, I promise you, he will put him down that second or third time when he gets touched. Because Junior Dos Santos is a little older. You know, he, his head movement is not the same as he used to be. He still don't move the same a little bit. And obviously you mm-hmm. saw that between Curtis Blade and Francis Nagano. I mean, he got stopped early. You know, and Curtis – not saying Curtis Blade's striking is not top-notch, but mm-hmm. I think a lot. I think Rosenstrike's striking is better than Curtis Blade. Curtis Blade is just better than him on the round. So, I mean, it could be it could be really interesting to see, you know. It would be really yeah. interesting. And, you know, Junior Dos Santos, I mean, he's fought a lot of top guys and not saying – I think he's still got a little bit left in the tank. But if he loses this one, I can truly see him retiring. Okay. All right. So, looks like back-to-back, this is going to be Torres and I teaming up against Blake on this one because I'm going to go rise and strike here too. I like his upside. I think he offers a lot of potential in this. Uh, I put in my, in my notes here, he slings heat is how, I, hey. is how I'm, I'm saying it. And uh, right now, I'm, I'm, so I'm saying that he's going to continue the trend. And what I mean by continue the trend, so like you said, uh, the first loss, I think this will be his third in a row. Uh, don't Dos Santos, that is. Angano, all right, knocking him out. Then you go to Curtis Blades, knocking him out. I think we're going to make it three in, three in a row right here. I think that Rosenstrike, like I said before we started going this, I, I kind of see him in that same mold. I see the same kind of performance where he's going to end up somehow sneaking that one in and knocking him out. So I got to go with him here, though. Uh, what do y'all think about that? Yeah, and- yeah, I, I I agree with you. I just feel like Rosenstrike just he 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 feels more of like he was undefeated. He was a top fighter, ten and zero, and he got stopped in twenty seconds. And I truly yeah. believe that he's a better fighter than what was shown against Nagano. I True. truly believe. True. I think that a lot of you know you said Nagano was kind of swinging wildly, and he absolutely was. He was. I think it's it was part because he believed in his power, but part because. You know, he, he knew that technically he was just so much better. And, like, I, I don't think he respected Jarzinho at all. That's a good one. I, don't think, it was, be, yeah. I think that he knew I, I can go out here and, and swing as hard as I want. 
he knows his power. I think just he go knew. For it all right yeah. There. Yeah. Go for it all and exactly. get him out of there. And he, I don't think he felt there was any threat to him. More power and to you, him. And, and you know what? And I'm not going to lie. I, for me, I thought Francis learned from that. Mm-hmm. Even though he knocked that road to strike, I, I would have thought he learned from that after having that fight against Stipe. Because Stipe showed him up. You can swing all while you want to. And he, he, he did touch Stipe here and there, but Stipe just wrestled the crap out of him. And he yeah. didn't do nothing. And then Stipe started to tag him up because his hands dropped because he tried to stop him from wrestling. So I thought Francis would have learned from swinging that wild, but I mean, he probably see that Stipe and Cormier about to leave the scene. So, you know. yeah. And that's in this moment. So, all right. So, next fight here Sean O'Malley versus Marlon Vera. Torres, lead us off. All right. Well, 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 sugar, Sean O'Malley. Snoop Dogg's favorite. I, I will say this. I am excited <laughs> to watch this guy, man. I, I really am. I really have a lot, and I mean ate a lot, a, a lot of confidence in this brother. This man right here is he's undefeated. He, I mean, the Dana White Tuesday contender series he done, it showed that uh, he was a top-notch guy, big-time guy. I mean, hey, he is who he say he is, and I am a big fan of him. So, I'll say right now that Marlon Vera, I think they, they picked him up just to pin him on the card because they knew it was going to be a big card. Mm-hmm. Marlon Vera lost his last fight. Now I'm not taking nothing away from him because he has been some top-notch guy, and he's been in the UFC for a good minute, and I, I respect what he do. But Sean, it's the Sean O'Malley show. Um, in my opinion, he got that Connor. He got that Connor in him. You know, when Connor was slowly rising in the scene, I feel that Connor esque in Sean O'Malley. And if he wins this, especially with a first round knockout, yeah. At, and after he just called it, he called it on um um UFC embedded. He said, um, we uh got uh <laughs> he said on UFC embedded that he's gonna knock him out in the first round. I tell mm-hmm. you this, I agree with him. First round knockout, Sean O'Malley. Ooh. Called Ooh. Oh, that's the, is, that, is that your lock of the day? Is that your lock? That's my lock. Okay. Ooh. All right. All right. Blake? We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, so, I mean, it's the Sugar Sean show right now. It is, <laughs> I mean, he's, you know, there's very few people. I guess Adesanya's had a rise kind of like him. I try to think about, you know, like what would happen if, if he didn't get suspended for that time. He, I mean, he would be huge at this point. He's already pretty big. I mean, the dude was born in freaking 1994, and he's – He's a big name, but I think uh, Chito Vera is going to be a big test for him. We're going to see, we're going to see how real he is. Vera's Vera's a, a great fighter. Uh, when you look at O'Malley's previous, you know, opponents, Eddie Wineland was his most recent fight, and he knocked him out in spectacular fashion. Yes, and that, that's definitely the best opponent he's faced. And you know, there's not many people talking about Eddie Wineland. Um, I'm gonna roll with I'm gonna roll with sugar, but I, I it was it was close. I'll say that mm-hmm. um, Cheetos he's a great fighter. Yeah, and I think this will really prove if if sugar's for real. You know, if he can win this in Torres's predicted amazing fashion, then I, I think it's it's time to start giving him some ranked opponents. Start you know pushing the envelope a little bit more, but. Mm-hmm. Saturday will tell. I'm, I'm not going to go first round knockout, uh, but I do think he gets it done inside the distance. 
Okay. I will say this. I would be excited to see a Sean O'Malley and Cody Garbrandt fight. They've been oh my doing God. a lot of fast talk. Yeah. So I would like to see you. Hey, go for it. That would be cool. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to continue the trend. It's Sean, it's Sugar Sean. That's where, that's where we're going to go. Uh, he's been probably, since I've been watching, y'all know I haven't been watching Roland, but he's probably been one of the fighters, the best fighters I've actually seen. Like that, he put on a Most clinic. Exciting. Yeah, the, like the, that night, that fight night that we that he was on the last time, it had like I think that was the same night that Aljamain won, um, and then and then was it was he it Garbrandt? Garbrandt had Garbrandt, a, yes. Yeah, All like it, that was a sick night, dude. And um, yeah, him. It, what he showed in that fight, I mean, it wasn't real long. It was a first round knockout, right? And mm-hmm. but he was doing kicks. I don't know the way he was like in his stance and everything. He just looked real clean, and I, I think that's ultimately. You know, what's going to bring him on? I've got a question real quick, though. So, Marlon Vera, I know – so, this last fight was in May. I want to say that I watched it. It was against uh, Yudong Song. How close of a fight was that? Do you all remember? I know it was a decision, but um, do you guys remember he that? Lost. The close night, I, I, I don't really remember that fight being all that close. Okay. I couldn't remember but, either. But, I mean, it's, yeah. it's a different way of fighting. I mean, when you watch Sugar Sean O'Malley fight, he looks so smooth. Like I said, he truly reminds me of Connor. Like, mm-hmm. he's just smooth, relaxed, all the, the fluid motion of his kicks, his yeah. punches. He's comfortable. I'm really, I'm really, yeah, he's very comfortable in there, Oh, yeah, so. and uh, by the way, that's my lock, too. I was planning on doing that. So, yeah, lock. I'm going to go second round, though. I'm going to go second round, so I'm not going to give him the same confidence exactly. Ooh. So, I'm, I'm going go, to go second. Still sure. Luck. Why luck. not? Why not? Right? So I, throw think, it in there. I think Sean carries that same confidence and, like, smoothness inside the octagon as he does out. That, I mean, mm-hmm. that's what really reminds me of, of Connor for me is he's, he's so captivating, not only in the octagon, but the same outside, you know, the way he talks, he's confident, he's flashy. He's got the, the rainbow hair. hair. Yeah. Hair. Tattoos, you know, Takashi he's six nine hair. <laughs> So, I mean, mm-hmm. it, if, if he wins in spectacular fashion, man, his stock is going to just skyrocket. Oh yeah. He shoots up and guess what? UFC just found him a new main eventer. And, and, look, and I've been saying this a lot uh, to other people. If the the more the the time, the longer the time that Conor McGregor does not fight, the more time you give guys like him stars to rise up. Sean Sean O'Malley was slowly. I mean, Conor don't come back now. Conor obviously is right now forever will be in my opinion right now the biggest draw in UFC. Mm-hmm. You got guys starting to make that climb. I mean. You got guys like Sean O'Malley. I mean, you got guys like Israel Adesanya. I mean, guys are starting to make that climb. So yeah, yeah Dana White doesn't. He's not going to sit around and cry that Connor's not fighting. He's they got plenty of people that are plenty. Know, flashy, waiting to you know replace him as the hey, face. Jorge Masvidal. I mean, you got guys. Yeah, yeah. On top of and, each other. And that's why I think that if he wins, you know, in a crazy fashion, or it's a great fight, and he wins. Uh, you see guys that are super popular and they maybe haven't fought, you know, the best guys, but mm-hmm. it's the popular guys that are going to get the opportunities because that's what's going to, you it's know, gonna that's going to sell. Hey, if it makes sense, it makes sense. So you, go. <laughs> you got to go with it. Uh, so here, main event, main event, big dogs. Here we go. <laughs> Steve yeah. Miocic, Daniel Cormier, part three. Blake, leave me off here. What do you uh-huh. got? Here we go. Man, this this fight is so bittersweet, man. I, and by, by, by the way, by the way, I'm still kind of leaning back and forth on this, so I'm going to give you guys a chance to maybe sway me a little here. So we're we're going to okay. hear what you guys have to say. But go ahead. 
Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, this fight, like I was saying, it's so bittersweet because, in my opinion, you got DC, who is, to me, top three greatest fighters of all time. DC is so intelligent inside the octagon, such a great guy. It's going to be a real shame if this is his last fight, which, you know, obviously he said that it is. Yeah. We'll see about that. Um, but, man, the trilogy fight. Uh, DC obviously won the first fight by knockout. Um, Stipe outlasted DC in the second fight and eventually got the finish. Uh, the body shots he was hitting him with were yeah. absolutely ridiculous. Um, I think DC just gassed himself out in that fight. Um he tried to stand and bang and kind of be something that he wasn't. And I was listening to him, to him talk uh, to Ben Askren earlier this week. And Ben Askren said, you know, you know, you can take him down anytime you want. Right. You know, and, he's, and DC really? was like, you know, it, you know, that's my plan. He's, he's definitely going to implement more wrestling and the longer he can drag that fight on, the better it is for DC. Um, but then you got Stipe, man. Stipe is so clean he's so technical great boxer and and in that in ganu fight we saw that he has great wrestling um so it's not like it's going to be a walk in the park mm-hmm. for dc um but if dc can implement more takedowns um i think dc is going to get it done um D- dc's just a dog man he doesn't you know he always I, I just see him getting it done, man. It, I, it's hard to put it into words, but sometimes you just you got a feeling when you got two guys yeah. that are so equally matched. You kind of just got to go with your gut and and what you feel is is right. And that's that's what I feel about DC in this fight. I think he's going to get it done and retire. And you know, thankfully we still have him around in the booth. Yeah, He'll still be around the sport. But as far as his fighting career, this will probably be it. And I think he goes out on top. Do you have a uh, a round prediction? Uh, I don't, and I only don't because I think we're going to see a really good mix of, of wrestling, scrambling, transitions, but we're also going to see, you know, a technical striking because mm-hmm. I, I feel like we saw that in the first two. Yeah. So it's it's really hard to call whether it'll be more on the ground, more stand up. Yeah. Um, if I had to, I'm going to say DC in the third. Wow. Okay. 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 All right. Torres. Torres. Let's hear it, man. All right. Well, let me just tell you this. The fight is already in itself is built up. You got Stipe Miocic versus Daniel Cormier. Fight number three. Let's let's just start off from the beginning. The first fight ended in the first round. First round knockout by DC. DC wasn't even looking to fight Stipe. He was looking to fight Brock Lesnar. But Brock Lesnar, that fight didn't happen. Bang, they fight a second time. It looked like DC was on the way to winning the fight. And then out of nowhere, Mewchick hit him with three straight body shots. Back to back to back. And then boom, boom, boom. Up in the head shot. Boom, he went to sleep. I'm telling you, this, this, this is what is so exciting. Both fights ended in a knockout, the first two. Then both fights is for the title. Then number three... These, both of these guys are legends, Hall of Famers. Both right now they're one and two as the greatest heavyweight of all time, and the winner, okay. in my opinion, will be the greatest heavyweight of all. Oh, time. Oh, absolutely! It's a legacy. So, so yes, you fight for your legacy, you fight for the greatest of all time, you fight for the title, and it's your last fight. You can't play. This you is can't crazy. Make this up. 
You can't, can't write any better. No. You can't. Oh my gosh, no. man. Oh my gosh. So I'm overall, I'm so excited. I, I'm just like a kid in the freaking candy shop right now. But man, the way, when I look at it, I look at Daniel Cormier and how he's good in the clinch. Did he ever use his wrestling much? No, he did not. Um, yes, and and like like he said, Ben Askin said it himself. You can he can take him down anytime he wants. And I think I could be wrong. There's only been two people to take down Daniel Cormier in the UFC. That's uh, John Jones. I mean, he's t- who hasn't he taken down? Yes, yeah. And then Stipe Miocic. Them the only two. And to be able to see that, we know of Miocic's boxing. We know of his striking game. And he's not – I mean, neither one of these guys are big-time guys and using leg kicks. Cormier, they both will do it. But mm-hmm. I, almost, I don't think I'm going to see – I think I'm going to see a brawl. Yeah. Plus, think about this. Smaller cage. Stipe won't be able to run around too much. You know, he likes to fight, you know, he likes to fight um, open a little bit or move around the cage. Mm-hmm. And when he's a big-time thing, Cormier loves fighting in the <laughs> clinch. He likes to get dirty. They call it dirty boxing with him. He loves to get up close. He loves – sometimes he takes some on the chin to give you those few uppercuts. He likes that. So, man, I think the adjustment Cormier is going to make um, he fights with a little open with his hands open, but he's really mm-hmm. quick with that jab. His one-twos are really quick, really fast. I'm taking Daniel Cormier in this one, man. And Ooh. I don't I, I don't know if you will ever see a fight. Three of these guys, these guys fight three times and never see one of them in a knockout. I don't I don't I don't even know if any fights have done that. I mean, I know if the, yeah. the great Maynard and the Frankie Eggner fight, but the um those fights I mean, one of them ended a decision, but it ended in a draw, you know, and another one ended a knockout with Egner, but when Egner knocked out Maynard, but, you know. Yeah. I, I, I just, I'm so excited for this, man. I don't even care about the, the facts of who these guys have fought because we know they have fought the best. Yeah. They all beat the best. I'm just thinking about these two. I'm taking Daniel Cormier. Daniel Cormier avenges this fight. I don't think Stipe go out easily because they All like right. as I said, Stipe said this might be his last. So I'm taking a Daniel Cormier. I don't know. I'm gonna say TKO fourth round. Oh, okay. All right. TKO fourth like round. The, Daniel All Cormier. right. So uh, so on to my pick right here, but uh, obviously I'm not as emotionally attached as uh, to these guys as you guys are because y- y'all <laughs> grown up watching these guys. I can already see the emotions coming out, especially Blake over here. At least he gets to be with us, you know, as a commentator. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, sorry, man, I'm the sport, like I'm gonna, you know, we love you. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, hey, he's I'm, the I'm daddest a, man on the planet. There you go. He is. There you go. And I, I just know that you guys, like, I feel like, you know, this would be like the perfect ending to it. And when I was going through and looking, obviously, you know, both guys are good. You know, it's not, you can't really draw. It's, it's about as even as it gets in the yes. ratings and in anything and, um, or in the, the Vegas odds and all. So it, it's, it was really tough. I'm, I'm, I was watching it. I watched the fight like you guys saw. Um, we're saying that, um, you know, the body, the body hits at toward the end of that fight. That's what kind of really did. They were both wore out. Uh, Daniel was still swinging, you know, he was popping his head, popping me a chitch in the, in the face, but those body uh, shots just, just added up at the end there. And uh, ultimately are what did it. I was starting to lean toward me a chitch. I uh, liked the little, the little jig he did after he won. I all know. I just thought that was really funny. So I was, <laughs> I was about to pick it him just because of that. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> so, but, uh, <laughs> 
But no, I, I'm gonna have to go with the good guy. I don't know. I feel like I'm gonna have to go. I feel like right now, Daniel Cormier, y'all, y'all talked me into it, and uh, I, I really like the pick there. I like him finishing off on top, and uh, really, how I kind of thought about it is who's who's gonna show up, who's gonna be the dog, you know, who who's gonna lay it all out there. And from the way you guys talk about Cormier. I think he just might be that guy. You know, he's talking about ending it, laying everything out there in the cage. Just see, you know what I'm saying? He's going to put it all out there, and I think that's what's going to end up winning it. So, I got Daniel Cormier. I'm going to go um, – shoot, I'm going to be a little different. But uh, how, about, how about TKO round five? Because I know it ain't going to be no okay. – You know what I'm saying? I don't think it's going to end early. These guys are both yeah. experienced. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. yeah. we got but, three, four, and five. Three, four, three, five. Four, five. Three, well, four, I'm going to take this. If you take away, I, I, I said this, if you take away the knockouts here. in both fights, take away mm-hmm. the knockout in the last fight, take away the knockout in the first fight, just look at nothing but the rounds. Daniel Cormier dominated the majority of those fights mm-hmm. from top to top to bottom. I mean, yes, Stipe made that adjustment, but I think overall as a fighter, I mean, I think Daniel Cormier is, you know, is just that much better and Stipe. Yeah. And, and and there will be always a question. Imagine if Cormier would have fought in heavyweight, I mean heavyweight from the beginning. Mm. I mean, yes, he's a great light heavyweight. Really good. 205, really great. Obviously, the only thing that was in his way was John Jones. But he yeah. beat everybody else. But, you know, I think him beating Stipe and him beating Stipe a second time, even though that would be his only second fight, I mean, it's only his third fight ever in heavyweight, I think that can solidify him as being the greatest heavyweight. Because I think he would have beaten anybody else. I think he okay. beats anybody else. Yeah. I think he beats Overeem. I think he beats Naganu. I, I really don't. The only person that probably would have gave him a, uh, a time while he was at 205 was Junior De Santos. And, right. you know, I, th- I mean, but I just see he just dominated in the way that Stipe dominated, you know, De Santos that second time in that fight. We knocked him out in the first round. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It would be interesting to see Cormier in his early years at heavyweight, but I got my boy Cormier going out on top, man. Any last thoughts for you, Blake, here real quick? We'll find out Saturday. I'm All right. Forward to it. All right. All right. Forward to it. It's going to be fun, guys. Uh, it was a pleasure getting you guys to – Blake, thank you for stepping in today, man. It was great oh, having sir. you on. Um, like I said, it's a pleasure getting you on because you offer a lot whenever we get you on here for these UFC fights, that's for sure. So Appreciate it. Yes, but – uh, anything from you, Torres? Any last thoughts here, too? No, sir. I'm excited. Y'all watch right. Saturday. All right. Yes, do yourselves a favor. Do us a favor. Subscribe to us. Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast. We're out there on more formats now. So give it a listen. Share it with your friends. Um, and, yeah, see you next time.